At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into v Final Countdown. Alongside Matt Brown, I'm Stormy Bonatoni. We are live from our v studio at the South Point in beautiful Las Vegas. Monday means overreaction Monday. Monday night football. It's going to be a fun one. Tabulating either wins or losses. Tabulating? Did we win? Did we lose? How, do I need something to happen tonight? You're in good in spirits. For, yeah, I had a good weekend. It was a it was a good weekend. So it was um it didn't start out great because of that whole Seattle thing. Um was pretty confident in in uh them against the Bucs. But after that everything went everything went well. So everything was everything was good after Tom that. Brady did throw the interception, but other than that looked vintage Tom all of a sudden, even even though his woman apparently because producer Steph loves to always give us the, the dirt and the news that, hey, she was on a date with her jujitsu instructor, Giselle, was this week. So drama continues with Whoa. the Brady household. Uh, we've got a great show on tap, though. Mike Golick Jr. is going to join us this hour. Um, covers college football every week for Learfield, as well as the Gojo podcast on the DraftKings Podcast Network. We'll have Vinny Maiulo in hour two, like he does every Monday. He'll be right here on the desk giving us the lowdown on where the money is going in that Monday night football contest, the Eagles taking on the Commanders, their second meeting of the season, uh, which I guess is where we can start the day today before we get into a little recap of what was a hectic Sunday in the NFL. But the Eagles, uh, a 10.5 point, seen 11-point favorites, taking on the Commanders, total 43.5. The total opened 45.5, so it has gone down. 
But this Philadelphia team, 8-0, with a chance to go over, I mean, with the number that they're favored at, we assume that they're going to win the football game, but we'll go over their preseason win total today with the win. Yeah, I uh, I caught this number at 44 before it had fallen all the way through, and so it did take an under on 44. Uh, as you mentioned, I mean, there are there's a 42-and-a-half out there in the market right now, 11-and-a-half's popping as well at a couple of the different shops. So support for the Eagles, support for the under. I didn't really care about the spread all that much in this one, but the, I did think the total was a pretty interesting play overall. Whenever you kind of look at how the these two teams match up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a Washington pass defense that is uh, pretty terrible. And so, you know, Eagles are going to be able to do kind of whatever they want to. But if Washington, I feel like, wants to try and slow this thing down, if they want to try and – Keep the keep the offense on the sideline and and do what they do best. Look, Philadelphia pass defense is absolutely elite. And that said, though, the run defense is can be had a little bit, right? I mean, if we look at the advanced stats, actually to the point where they're 27th run defense DVOA. I mean, Pro Football Focus don't think doesn't think they're that bad. They're at 18th, but still on the bottom half of the league as far as rush defense goes. Their tackling grade, which is kind of odd whenever you think of a defense that has been, you know, pretty successful through the course of the first half of the season, 31st overall in the NFL. So when they do kind of get in these run situations and get in these one-on-one situations, they're not tackling these guys very well. Rush rush defense success rates 31st in the NFL. Yards per rush is 29th. And so I'm looking for Washington to come out with at least at the beginning when mm-hmm. they don't have a choice, right? I mean, while they have a choice, is is run the ball. Like like try and try and go at the one weakness of this Philadelphia defense. Let's try and have some success that way. The path to success is not them dropping Taylor Haneke back 40 yeah. times in this game, right? I mean, like the game's over if that's the case. And that's certainly my hope as well. I know we'll get a little bit more in depth in prop watch in hour two when we do get to that part of the program. But um, I have a play on Brian Robinson to go over his rushing yards prop. I played the same at 33 and a half. Did you get 33? I got 34 and a uh, half. 33 and a half. So yes, you yes. Jerk. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I know that let's he. Let's go for 35, buddy, and then let's just get it done. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. I know that he and Antonio. Gibson have both been like largely disappointing in terms of their yards per carry, but he actually gets more touches than Antonio Gibson has lately. And he's gone over this number three of his last four games. And because the one weakness we've seen on this Eagles team has largely been the run defense. That was my approach. And and honestly, Ron Rivera is still kind of that old school type coach too, where I think he looks and he goes, Oh, you can run the ball on this team. Well, we're going to run, you know, we're going to establish the run, you know, it just seems like that's kind of his mentality too. And so, I mean, I don't like to do handicaps based off how I think a guy's mentality is, but it just seems like that he's that type of fella as well. And I mean, look, if we're getting 10 carries out of Robinson, that's kind of how I was envisioning it. If we're looking at, you know, okay, let's say we're getting 17, 18 carries out of these, out of these Mm -hmm. backs. And he's going the good side of the split, which he has been for the last several games. If we get 10 carries out of him, if he can't average 3.4 yards Mm -hmm. per carry, then, you know, we don't deserve, we don't deserve the win. Every time he's had double digit carries, he's gone over that number. So all supporting that thought process. Uh, How much do you put into the previous meeting week three this season? The Eagles beat the commanders 24 to eight scoring all 24 of those points, mind you in the second quarter, but obviously a different quarterback situation on the Washington. Washington yeah, side with Heineke that was there. the Wentz era and so yep. I don't know I, not really not a ton I mean it's it is a different team when Heineke's back there he he does have the mobility aspect and he does kind of like take far more chances which is not a great thing I don't think against this defense which is why you can't you can't even bet the interception prop well prop watch later in the show like, you can't even bet the interception prop it was one of the first things I looked at but like people have 
bet that thing up ridiculously. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. over $2 now if you want to bet Heineken to throw an interception. So you kind of have to get cute if you want to go and attack him in a different way. But it's – look, the spread is appropriate. It should be a double-digit get type game in in all of this. But I couldn't get myself to – I mean, it's being on that other side of 10, we've talked about it a ton of times. Like, this is kind of my – this has always been my weak spot in betting the NFL. And so I, I try to stay away from it. When it's on the other side of 10 – yeah. I just can't sometimes figure out how to how to go about it. Well, and when games. we do have these big spreads, sometimes I try to look at, okay, what's the first half approach? And we know the Eagles have had so much first half success, but even that number is seven yeah, for Philadelphia right. in this game. And I'm like, well, that's not very attractive that's either. That's not fun either to, to play that. That's a, that's, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a sweat for everybody that's, that's on that one. I mean, look, so even though this total is falling, I guess my only thing would be, Typically, we do see the late money come in on the over because the people who wait till the last second, they like to bet overs, right? I mean, the people who aren't really caring about what number they get, they're just going to bet the over no matter what because it doesn't matter because they're going to root for points. I mean, we typically do get that. It just depends on if there's been so much money on the under at this point, it won't matter. I don't know if we'll see a 44 again. Probably not. That would be the ideal scenario if you want to play the unders for the, to get the thing back up to 44 because we look at that. I mean, the 24-20, the, the 27-17, all those different, you know, the, all those types of scores. It, it's just a 44-51 are the two that we kind of really keep an eye on when it, mm-hmm. when it comes to totals. And so – uh, I still lean under. I still think it's going to be a run-heavy approach until Washington doesn't have a choice, and then they have to start throwing it a ton. Mm-hmm. So I still lean under, but again, it's a it's a it's a less favorable number at this point. Unders, by the way, in prime time, twenty in ten to the under this year, hitting at sixty-seven percent. And and we'll talk plenty about this game throughout the course of the next two hours. But it was a very very fun and intriguing and exciting Sunday in the NFL. And we had arguably no, not arguably, it was the game of the year with the Vikings and Buffalo Bills going head to head. If you wanted, if you came listening to this program today and you were looking for some Viking slander, you are not going to get oh. it because the two of us here have been on the Vikings all year and they finally came out and delivered that marquee staple win they need. They come back from down 17 points to eventually beat Buffalo in overtime 33 to 30. We say game of the year. We saw Justin Jefferson with the catch of the year on that fourth and 18 otherworldly, but so many things had to go right. I don't know how many lives I felt like I was living um, between those last couple drives in the fourth quarter and overtime. It was overwhelming, but so much fun. Yeah. What did you think whenever you were whenever you were sitting there watching the fumble at the goal line? Like with you're Josh so Allen? rude. What did you What did you think of that? Like, <laughs> were you, did, what was the emotions that went through your body? So like, this as is the, a low blow because I told Matt before the show I was watching the game. Buffalo gets the ball back right there at the goal line. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go pick up my pizza for the afternoon game. I hop in my car, turn on the radio to listen, and I'm just losing my mind. So I end up having to get my phone out, which I do not recommend. But I had YouTube TV playing there in the corner as I go to pick up pizza. Do as she says, not as she does. Okay? Like, that's what we're doing with all this. Don't arrest me. It was, um, look, look, were the Bills the better team for a lot of the game? Sure, you know, and but this is this just keeps going back to the thing that we have tried to beat people over the head with over the last month on this show is these are the type of games that this Vikings team lost last year. Yep. When they got down or if it was a one score game, if it was whatever, they did not come out on top of these games. And so at the very least, if you want to sit here and keep trying to say, oh, it's all smoke and mirrors or, oh, if Josh Allen hadn't done this, then this, that and the other. Well, let's not forget 
Kirk Cousins had two horrible interceptions in this game as well. So if you want to try to make excuses in this thing, well, I can come right back at you and say, well, Kirk Cousins turned the ball over two different times as well, and they still found a way to come back and get it done. I mean, look, they have incredible playmakers on this team at the running back position and at the wide receiver position. Adding Hawkinson in there was a massive thing. I now am truly starting to believe that this is a massive thing and not necessarily even from counting stats from him, mm-hmm. but he has to be accounted for now. And that's the other thing that a lot of th- people just look. And if you just want nothing but number projections, then sometimes you're not going to get what you're looking for. But when you have to account for some of these people out on the field, sometimes that opens up things for people like a Jefferson or for some of these other guys, KJ Osborne ends up getting ta- targeted all over the place in this game. And so I, I am, I'm still as bullish on this, on this Vikings. And now look, do they need to, are there some things they need to tighten up? Absolutely. Kirk Cousins, does he need to tighten it up a little bit? Absolutely. But, I mean, if you kind of take a look at this and you take a look at how this is going to finish out, I mean, I don't think the Eagles are going to stumble, but they have put themselves in a very, very good position to contend for mm-hmm. that one seed should anything happen to the Eagles somewhere along the way. Because if you look at the back half of that of, of the Viking schedule, they are going to be favored in just about every game down the stretch. And so it's it's going to be uh it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, the Eagles by the way, the lone loss on the Minnesota Vikings schedule to this point. They have won 7 straight games now by one possession. They've trailed in the fourth quarter of 5 of those and 3 of them trailing by at least 10. Did you check your and account come this morning? Back to win. Did they just pay us our our <laughs> NFC North ticket yet? Just come like, on. Just seriously. Pay it out. I looked and it was like, what's where's the, the money? Number, what's yeah, the I looked, number like, now? Where's the money? What is the number in the division now? I know when we I mean, checked last on. week it was minus 3500. You just, have to hold it. Pay me the money. Let's go. Do what you have to yeah. do. Uh lots more to get into speaking of that division. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers got a big win over the Cowboys. That and more when we come back on Beeson final countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The World Cup countdown is on, and now is the time to get your copy of the World Cup betting guide. We have in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups, and we've got a whole team of experts that are going to give out their picks and predictions for every group and the Golden Boot Award. And if you're new to betting World Cup soccer, like, for example, Matt and myself on the desk, don't worry. Josh Applebaum has us all covered. He's going to break down everything we need to know from the betting perspective. And the only way to get this guide, as well as any of our guides now, is to become a V. VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now. It's just 99 bucks. You get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. What's happening to the dollar? 131.74 Canadian. This thing's down $4 since Jeez last Louise. week. Yeah, no. This thing's down 4 Midterms. Two toonies. <laughs> Seriously, after the midterms, two toonies you're getting. You're getting this is cheaper if I two toonies for you up there. 131.74 Canadian. You should definitely get on that. I cannot wait to just bet all of the you're just gonna, games and the we teams made our, and stuff. We made our, and, like, mock selections last week, so I will be betting on England. You will have Spain, and then Spain. we're going to do some draft of sorts Yes, um, for a couple more. Where we still don't even know how many teams we're going to pick in groups. the draft, but we'll just yep. we'll make it up as we We will figure it out. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, but let's keep recapping the other football mm-hmm. um, that we were watching on Sunday in the National Football League, and we didn't really touch much on Josh Allen and his performance. Uh, very... Costly interceptions. He obviously has the center to quarterback exchange that goes wrong on the goal line, leads to another Vikings score. And all of this surrounding the story that we were thinking all week he wasn't going to play. Like this number in this game moved around consistently all week long. He didn't even warm up in the pregame. Yeah, eventually he ended up warming. So it was like he wasn't out there for the initial deal on the field. And then. He was spotted taking snaps from the first team center and this, that, and the other. And so then it kind of started to become obvious that he was playing. So the line all morning was kind of like ping-ponging back and forth between these various situations and and everything. And like, look, it it was – I get the gameplay, especially with a guy like Josh Allen, because there are two completely different game plans for Josh Allen and anyone else, basically, Mm -hmm. in the NFL. So you don't want to tip your hand that you either do or don't get Josh Allen. There is just a little bit of – as betters, we're kind of like, eh, come on, bro. Like, come on, man. Playing with all these shenanigans and things like that and whatever. Uh, so, that that being said, they are going to, you know, look, they're going to come out on Thursday. They're going to play Cleveland. I mean, no, that's uh, they, they play Cleveland on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it's one of those things where you look at this Cleveland squad and, and then you compare it to the Bills and you say, okay, Josh Allen doesn't really have to, Cleveland can't stop anybody on the ground, like at, at all whatsoever. And so, you look now, and it's kind of like, okay, the Bills can turn around, hand the ball off, 
a billion times in this game, which is essentially what the Dolphins did this past week to this Cleveland squad. So you might can get by with Josh Allen not being all that healthy, not being, you know, as healthy as you want to be and him not have to throw it very much and not have to do very much against the Browns. So you do at least have that going for you this week, but they're not going to, they're likely not going to be the one seed now. I mean, at this point, you know, like they're, they're likely not going to be the one seed in the AFC and you look, I mean, cause right now they're, third place in the division, you know, yeah. so it's uh, Dolphins with the lead in the division now. Yeah. So you're liking that ticket that you yeah, placed last week. I know. Listen, you sometimes you, the, the, the long way to go, but still it's uh it was the, the, I at least liked my rationale in putting the ticket in. Allen's been careless with the ball though mm-hmm. all year. So this doesn't, this isn't just his arm thing that we're talking about going in this way. I mean, he leads the NFL in interceptions. He's got 13 overall turnovers over the course of the season. So, I mean, this is not something that we can just blame kind of on this, on this elbow issue, you know? So, I mean, it's, if you look and you're trying to look, and if you're watching at home, the playoff picture right now, as we sit chiefs, dolphins, Titans, Ravens is your one through four. And then we look in those wild card spots. It would be jets, bills, Patriots with just on the outside chargers, Bengals, Colts, Browns, um, as we're kind of looking at the, the the playoff spot here, if the Bills have to pull, start, you know, play on the road. I mean, it's a big home field advantage there for the Bills. If they don't win that division and have to end up playing on the road and different things like that, I mean, like, this could be a completely different handicap than we were thinking even a couple of weeks ago. Well, I mean, that's another thing, in my opinion, at least, that makes the Vikings win that much more impressive. They're an indoor team mm-hmm. playing out there in Buffalo. Um, and by the way, Josh Allen, three touchdowns, six interceptions now, his last three starts, which now includes back-to-back losses against the Vikings and the Jets. And last game, first time in his career, he threw two end zone interceptions in the same game. Uh, speaking of the quarterback situations, though, and not necessarily having an answer for who is going to come out on the field. How about Matt Ryan yeah. starting for the Colts and getting Jeff Saturday a Sunday win in his head coaching debut? That was debut? garbage, man. Like that, that was garbage because they came out and publicly said they were going to stick with Ellinger. And so as betters, it's very frustrating. So we are going into this thinking, okay, look, not only is this a bad situation from a coaching standpoint where it's a guy who's never coached before and a play caller's never play called before, but they're going with their worst quarterback in this whole thing. So you know, I, I didn't even consider mm-hmm. the the Colts in this game. And listen, I would have if it would have been Matt Ryan because that's how bad and poorly the Raiders have been playing, right? I mean, like at this point, at one point, this game was six, you know, in favor of the Raiders. If it was Matt Ryan, if I'd have known it was Matt Ryan, I'd try to catch this thing before it gets under a field goal or whatever. I mean, it was just... Uh, as betters, again, that's just a frustrating mm-hmm. thing for sure because we spend all week trying to handicap these games, trying to figure out, like, what is, you know, are there any angles whatsoever? And I never even considered this game because there was no way I was going mm-hmm. to play a Colts team that was under the coaching thing that they were on and, and with Ellen Gert quarterback. And at least maybe it would have opened somebody's eyes out there if we'd have known it was going to be Matt Ryan. Yeah, and he did, by the way, have that. 39-yard rush on third and three, a career high um, on that run for him that eventually set up the game-winning touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 147 yards, including the 66-yard touchdown. Uh, First 100-yard game for Taylor since week one against the Texans. So all of a sudden, the the Colts are figuring it out after firing their head coach and the Raiders. The Colts literally brought the Raiders to tears. The emotional press conference from Derek Carr. At 4-5-1, they're not out of the playoff picture either. I know. I mean, like, that's that's the craziest thing. This team we've kind of written off for dead. Yeah, I mean, you bring up the Raiders. Their season is definitely over at this point. Does Josh McDaniels get fired this week? Yeah, that's – I mean, if we didn't hear it already today, then I I don't know. Like, I thought we'd have heard it. I thought we'd be talking about it. I thought that's how we'd lead off the show today, you know, because of the way that they're – the way that this team has underperformed is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, now, so what we have now 
is as horrible as the Broncos have been as well, which, by the mm-hmm. way, they're almost equally as bad. The Raiders still find themselves as nearly a field goal underdog to this Broncos squad that can't get anything done. Looks like they're going to be without Jerry Judy at least for for a few weeks as well. So they're down receivers. We know the Raiders are down receivers. It's just, boy, the the bad teams, though, are showing showing us just how bad they are. Yet one bad team ended up getting a win over a team we thought mm-hmm. was quite good yesterday. The Green Bay Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys. First time all season that Aaron Rodgers' offense has exceeded 27 points. A win for Green Bay, snapping what was a five-game losing streak for the Packers. Death taxes and Rodgers still beating the Cowboys <sighs> and the Bears in the same year. He's 8-2 and two against the Cowboys, and we all know the record that he's had as a part Part owner in the the Chicago Bears, as he likes to say, but this, this crazy. Is, this is a look. It's a. It was a bad. There were a couple of bad turnovers by Dak Prescott for sure. But this is really an indictment on that defense that we thought was the mm-hmm. real thing for this Cowboys team. Like we were always a little skeptical about the offense, but the defense was the thing where we were like, hey, they're going to win a bunch of games because this defense is just going to keep people from scoring. And the the fact that they blow that fourteen point lead like they did, and the way that it went about too, with just like you know finding Watson on all these bombs and stuff. I mean, the guy already had two miserable drops like earlier on in the game and all that. It's just, it was, as I'm watching that, it was very, it was, it was very weird to me because I think I was on the, I think I was on the border of maybe mentioning the Cowboys in the same breath as like a real contender. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just, you just can't, you just can't yeah. do that because you realize it really is. It's like, there's a handful of teams at the top and that's just, that's just it. Who are you trusting come playoff time against any of these top-tier teams. You're not trusting Dallas. You're just not doing it. And even in Green Bay, who had to rally from this, you're not trusting You're not trusting any yeah. of these teams. Well, and maybe now other teams are going to get the recipe for how you need to play Dallas and mm-hmm. run the ball efficiently, don't give the pass rushers opportunity to get to the quarterback, that kind of stuff, because we know that that's the game that that defense plays. The Cowboys were 195-0 and when leading by 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Now 195 and one crazy that that's the way they go down. And with that, the Packers find themselves as three-point favorites over the Titans this week. Uh, uh, You know, super low total, 41.5-42, but a full field goal favorites over this Titans team. And I got to be honest, I think that's a little too much. I'm probably going to end up taking the three points with the Titans. As much as I hate that team, it's just you're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, they're – they're going to turn around and they're going to hand it to Derrick Henry a million times. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, I, I just don't see a way in which this Packers team having to do what they had to do would dictate them being a field goal favorite in this game. A couple quick notes here that just came through mm-hmm. Twitter, um, starting with a tweet from Jeff Howe, the head coach, Josh McDaniels has been given assurances by ownership that he will return to the Raiders in 2023. So that a notable update there. And Adam Schefter with a surprise roster update the Arizona Cardinals have informed Eno Benjamin, who started for them when James Conner went out this season, that he is being released, according to Schefter's sources. So interesting news on both fronts there. Yeah, we... McDan- I mean, like, it's some franchises are just bad. in shambles. Yeah, some franchises are just bad, and it goes all the way to the top. And the Raiders know. have been favored in all but two games this season, and they have only two wins. That is absurd to me. Um, We're going to step aside and take a quick break. Lots more in the NFL to get to, but also college football. Mike Golick, Jr. of the Gojo Podcast is going to join us next. Stick around. Lots more to come on a busy overreaction Monday.
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boosts Bet Rivers you go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like the World Cup Futures Insurance Bet and World Cup Daily Bet and Gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app and get all the match day action. It's a whole new game. Stormy Valentoni and Matt Brown with you. Hoping to get Mike Golick Jr. on the line from DraftKings in just a moment. But for now, we will continue our NFL conversation. And we talked about the Bills no longer being in the lead in the division. Well, the Dolphins won their fourth straight game on Sunday, beating the Browns 39-17 to as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Miami now 7-3, and sitting atop the AFC East standing, sitting pretty. And this is the latest in a season that they have led the division since 2008, which is the last time that they won it, and this offense is rolling at its best rate in Miami since Dan Marino in 1984 won the MVP and the Finns played in a Super Bowl. So, yeah, this how team, you feeling this about team's, Tua? This, look, the team's for real. I mean, that's just all there is to it. The team's, the team's for real, and on the offensive side of the ball, they're just unstoppable. And look, McDaniel is not getting enough is not getting enough juice for coach of the year. Like he should be getting a lot more love for coach of the year because one McDaniel is not like the other McDaniels. Yes. Yes. This yes. Season. Just, just no S on this one, just a McDaniel <laughs> and no McDaniels, but I mean, his, his offensive game plans have been just phenomenal. And like he looked at this and he looked at this game. And I think what, why I came away with this. And by the way, we cruised home on the over on this one for anyone that was listening on Friday, <laughs> cruised home on the over on this one. That was easy. Um, but we're, we're sitting here looking at a team that has had so much success through the air and has these two dynamic wide receivers and all that. And then he looked and goes, you know what? Browns really suck at defending the run. So you know what we're going to do? We're not going to do this thing that we've been having all the success doing. whatever. We're going to go out and we're going to run the ball because that's where they're bad, you know? And like, he's, it feels like he's not so egotistical to be like, you know what? I'm so good at this. I'm going to devise this perfect pass game plan. It doesn't even matter. Right? Whatever. He's like, no, path of least resistance. Let's go out here and let's just do what's really bad for this, their defense. And that's run it, run it, you know, at them over and over and over and over again. And so uh, I am, I was very impressed mm-hmm. with that Dolphins performance and specifically specifically from the offensive side. I mean, look, I, I know we've talked about the Dolphins defense and we've kind of you know, poo-pooed them a couple of different times on here. But the Browns' offense is nothing to, like, write home best. So, I mean, them stopping that, them shutting them down is less impressive to me than them going out there and altering kind of a little bit what had been working so well for them to make it work so well for them mm-hmm. on the ground. And got both of those guys, got both both different running backs got going. I mean, it was just, it was it was cool to watch. Mike McDaniel, 8-1 to one in the Coach of the Year odds. And he he's kind of a different dude, but you can tell how much the team really loves him, loves mm-hmm. playing for him. And Tua Tungavailoa now getting the MVP chance from the crowd as well. He all of a sudden is looking like a real contender on the odds board with Josh Allen getting his odds lengthened here because of the issues that he's had specifically with turnovers. Mahomes is your plus 150 favorite in the market, followed by Hertz and Tua Tungavailoa, both at 4-1. to one. The problem with this market is there are going to be too many people who care about the counting stats, and, like, Mahomes just puts up these mm-hmm. absurd, absurd counting stats. Like, it's, it's like, you know, again, he is – Another four touchdowns, I think it was, you know, this past week. I mean, it's it's just it's just so ridiculous whenever you look at Mahomes' counting stats. So I'm I think it is going to be tough 
for a Hertz or a Tua to to jump over him just because they're not going to have that. Like they're just not going to have those type of counting stats. But I kind of hope these voters look at all of this and, and kind of look at the whole body of work for those other guys, at least give mm-hmm. them serious consideration because both of those guys right now are playing at, a, at an incredibly high level. Now Hertz, I think is more deserving than Tua. I think Hertz is more deserving than even mm-hmm. Mahomes. I think that Tua is, I'm not taking this away, not taking away from him. He's done very well, but, what McDaniel has done to draw up this offense to basically maximize the potential of Tua mm-hmm. and the players around him and put them in a in a position to succeed, I think far exceeds basically what Jalen Hurts has done, where he does it with his legs, he does it with his arms. He's been almost perfect in every game that he's played. It's it's uh, I think it's I, I, my opinion. I think Hurts is the current MVP in the league. Two uh, nine touchdowns, no picks the last three games. But when you mm-hmm. look at both of those guys, the situations coming into this season was hey. We're going to surround you with weapons. Now, what do you do with it? And it has been really cool to see both of those guys that had a ton of question marks about them coming into the season live up to and exceed a lot of those expectations. Um, Justin Fields and the Bears lose another game, but the guy that we are talking about is continually Justin Fields for what he is doing night in and night out these past few weeks. And unfortunately, you know, the Lions still have this double-digit comeback. Dan Campbell gets his first Mm -hmm. career win on the road, snapping what was the longest road drought for any team in the NFL, 13 games. So Detroit snaps that. But Justin Fields ran for 147 yards, became the first player in NFL history with two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and going over the century mark on the ground. The the uh, As soon as they missed that extra point, you just knew. Like when the Bears Ugh. missed when the Bears missed extra point, you just knew you were like. Oh. This was my big loser of the weekend. It, I love it, the Bears. It was the the as soon as that extra point missed, you go, oh, I know how this is gonna. This is definitely gonna go. So one thing to point out about uh, one thing to point out about the Bears and one thing to point out about Fields, and, and I think it's it's just fair to say is while they have unlocked their offensive potential by using him with his legs so much more. He has not gotten that much better as a passer. There, we should at least point that out, right? I mean, like, the the thing, the reason he is, like, in this team, the Bears basically moving forward, is a dead-over team and a dead-over, like, spot almost every single week is because he has gotten so much mm-hmm. better and they're going to score more points, but he's also going to throw the ball to the other team and make bad bad decisions and things like well, that. Well, it doesn't help that their defense isn't great either. Yeah, well, sure, that's 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 always that's always in, in – uh, in the back of our minds when we're doing that. But I mean, this is one of those things where it's as a passer, he's mm-hmm. still one of the bottom graded guys almost every single week, right? It's just, he's, they're scoring more and they're moving more because they'd have to do as much with his arms because he's doing it all with his legs. So just something to keep in mind whenever we're kind of like, Oh, Justin Fields is like, Oh, he's so much better now. Well, Mm, the game plan is much better. He himself isn't necessarily all that much better. They are scheming yes. him up a yes. lot better than yes. they were earlier on in the season and last season, especially. Um, and that's why you see a bears team that has scored 29 or more points in each of the last three games. Yet they continue to be on a three game losing and, streak here. And you look well. here. I mean, they are part of the biggest total of the week this coming week. It is them and the Falcons. 50 is your total right now in that game. Uh, the Falcons Falcons do find themselves as a three-point home favorite here over this Bears team. And I just I just wonder if the Falcons are three points better than anybody. If I, I go to my so. power ratings, which again we'll do ours, our top ten tomorrow, but I do the one to thirty-two every Monday, and I have these guys very, very, very close. And so I don't know, it just doesn't 
the full three just seems like too much to me, but I'll admit has not has not gotten in the account yet. Especially, and granted, I know that these divisional games are a little bit weird, but after what I saw the Panthers do last week against the Falcons, you're just like, all right. Are we are we better? Are we really on this upward trajectory like we thought that we were? I'm not you, so sure. You want the weirdest line of the week? Hmm. The New Orleans Saints, who have looked Absolutely. like complete gutter trash. Absolutely. I mean, have, have this team, it, they don't even know what they're doing. Like they they haven't even named a starting quarterback this week because like they're like I don't even know what to do like anymore. Like, maybe they just put Taysom Hill back there again and just so, go with this experiment. They are three and a half point favorites over the Rams. So I love that you went this way because I was about to go NFC West anyways. So. I mean, the Rams are broken. And granted, like, this past game was weird because it's John Wolford versus the Colt McCoy-led Arizona Cardinals. But I, I think in a lot of ways, Colt McCoy was kind of an upgrade from Kyler Murray in some instances. Um, but this Rams team cannot do anything offensively. And now you don't even have Matt Stafford in there. I, I But – Three points. But three and a half. It's three and a half <laughs> but, right now. Yeah, I'm like the Saints. It's not like I've been sitting here a cheerleader yeah. for New Orleans. It's what three, is this? It's three and a half in favor of the Saints right now against this Rams team. A total of 39. Like, it is it's, – it's, it's wild to me. Like, it's completely wild to me. Like, I, the Rams are horrible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the bottom. Like, that was the crazy thing, too, when I'm doing this exercise that I do every Monday, and I'm having to put, like – a 23 next to the Rams name, you know, like in this list, because it's, that's how bad they are. That's how bad they fall. And that's how bad they are. And so I have looked and I've looked and looked and looked and I, was, I still can't get, to, I I'm probably going to have to take the three and a hook here because, <laughs> because the saints are right there with them as far as my power ratings. So like I got the saints way down yeah. in the, in the, in the like mid twenties or whatever. And so, I'm getting three and a hook and I understand whatever on the road, maybe Cooper Cup's banged up. They're, they, they cannot be, they cannot. Yes. By the way, Cooper Cup did not fracture his ankle, yeah. but the expectation is that he's going to miss some time. And if their offense was capable of doing anything, it goes through Cooper Cup. So that is a massive loss if he's going to be unavailable. But I'm just looking at both of these teams' recent schedules. The Rams have dropped three straight since the bye week and five of their last six. The Saints are a three-win team. They've dropped four of their last five, the last two by double digits. It's just um, – That is just the – that's the wacko line of the week. Like, I thought the Saints might be favored, but I was thinking point, point and a half, two max, right? Yeah. It's on the other side of three. It's on the other side of three. Oh, the NFL is oh. so weird. Okay, we're going to step aside. Time to get into some college football with Mike Golick Jr. when we come back. The Pac-12 – Hold a real Pac-12. Is the Big 12 going to Big 12, though, is what I want to know. Can TCU hang on and stay undefeated? Hopefully, Golick Jr. has those answers for us in a little bit. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown, this segment presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine, whereas most nicotine products are either too complicated to use, they don't get you the satisfaction you're looking for. Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. It's made with six simple ingredients and completely tobacco leaf free, plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can get Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bonantoni and Mike Brown, Matt. Brown. <laughs> I'll be whatever. It's fine. I got too over. I got too excited about our guests. I'll be Mike um, Brown. That's fine. It's I mean, cool. it's, it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, we're going to bring in Mike Golick Jr., host of the Gojo Show podcast with DraftKings analyst for Leo, Learfield's College Football Saturday Night Game of the Week at Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter. And I got to tell you, Mike, I have a bone to pick with you right now. I'm uh, very uh, emotional. Anybody that knows me knows that it is my dream to be an influencer for Crumble Cookie, okay? And you have stolen <laughs> that dream over at Crumble HQ over the weekend. Tell me everything, and how did you get the inside track? Because I, I need to learn. Well, this is the power of what remains of Twitter right now, is that I apparently got noticed for being a staunch defender of Crumble on Twitter. There was one day when it was the Internet's main character, and a bunch of people were talking sideways about my cookie friends. And so I just did what any red-blooded American would do and defend my particular carb and sugar intake. And apparently they noticed enough to invite me over. It was like going and getting the golden ticket to hang out with Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. I was eating everything in sight. I walked away with the nation's greatest 
tummy ache. And I think I may have been able to sneak my hands into one of the cookie preview. I got to do a break on one of the cookies that they filmed there. So if you see a fat set of very white thumbs, those are mine and they're breaking down cookies. You kidding me? Oh my gosh. You are living the dream, my friend. They have an excellent lineup, by the way, this week as well. They do. I'm also salivating right now as we're talking about this, which shows you just how knee deep in the game I am. Matt is a oh, crumble aficionado pumpkin, as well. Pumpkin cake right? sounds good. Yeah, pumpkin yes. cake sounds good. They're crushing it. Okay, we will we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into some sports now for the people at home. Uh, okay, <laughs> I got to talk college football with you because you know how much I love the Pac-12, and this league just continues to kick itself. Like, it, it's unbelievable what we saw this past weekend. Oregon loses straight up as a two-touchdown favorite to Washington. UCLA as a nearly three-touchdown favorite at home against Arizona loses straight up as well. So now all of a sudden, USC is the only hope for a playoff spot in the Pac-12, and they still have to face USC and Notre Dame and win a Pac-12 title to get there with the defense that they have and Travis Dye now injured. So you tell me what's going on in this league. Uh, you know what is interesting is one, I think it's Alanis Morissette's version of irony that they now have to root for the team that's getting ready to leave them in USC. That feels like a particularly painful place for the Pac-12 to be, but also like unfortunate to think about because it's a really deep conference. You just named a bunch of really good football teams that have been well thought of by the committee so far. And if you had two or three years of this more going into the future and you had Washington in the mix, I think Kalen DeBoer is a really good coach. I think what Dan Lanning's done at Oregon is something that's got the potential to live. Obviously what Lincoln's doing at SC chip at UCLA. If you gave this time to marinate, we might be a few years away from the PAC 12, having enough built up national equity to where we might have a conversation about multiple PAC 12 teams where one lost PAC 12 teams aren't all of a sudden shut out of the playoff conversation, but rather they'd get talked about like, well, what if you have a one loss Michigan or Ohio state or well is one loss Tennessee in the mix. If things go haywire in the in the sec championship, but because you're getting ready to watch two of those brands walk out the door and let's be real. The conversation around the PAC 12 is set up this way because of all the attention being paid to USC at the bedrock of that. It it makes it all the more unfortunate that we're watching a lot of the big names leave the conference here pretty soon. Mike, let's throw away the politics of all this. Let's throw away like whatever, you know, the resumes and all the different things. If if you were putting the four best teams in the final four to play this out, who do you honestly think are the actual best four teams when they're actually out there playing on the field? Um, Right now at full strength, I would probably say, I mean, Georgia clear on question number one, Michigan and Ohio State. I think those two are right, nipping right there at their heels. And then that fourth team is really tough for me. Like LSU's playing a lot of good football right now. Like they're one of those teams crescendoing in the way we've seen like a 2017 USC start to play good football at the end of the year after they made the Sam Darnold switch. That fourth team for me is tough, man. I, I guess if you really push me on that one, I would probably throw the Vols in. I think they'd be a favorite on a neutral field over TCU right at this given moment. But that's uh, uh, again, that fourth spot's always tough because I don't know if we're always four deep with a championship team in college football. Well, let's get into the TCU side of this. You had K-State's route of Baylor over the weekend, uh, covered a good bit of the Big 12 this season. TCU yeah. did what they needed to do against Texas this past weekend. Now they head to Waco to face the Bears laying just two and a half points. What do you think of the line? And what do you think of TCU's chances here long-term? 
Yeah, surprising. I thought more people were going to buy into that idea of Baylor and the score attached, right? Box score watching. I don't think Baylor is truly 28 points worse than the Kansas State team that they lost to there. I think a lot of things snowballed on them in a hurry. You had Will Howard going in at quarterback as the backup early in the first quarter because Adrian Martinez went down with that injury. And so, I, I, listen, I think TCU has showed something this weekend against Texas, against on their best day, the most talented team in the Big 12, going out and wire to wire winning this. They didn't need to sit around and get punched in the face for long enough to get angry. They went out there and they handled their business. And outside of that one fumbled snap that Texas returned for a touchdown, it wasn't a game that was really close at the end as far as the production on the field. So I think TCU's got what it takes to run the table right now. And I think they survived their last best test this weekend on the road at Texas. I do want to flip over to the NFL here and talk about the MVP because it's kind of gotten pretty interesting. We were thinking that it was, okay, Josh Allen, unless crazy things happen. Well, crazy things have started to happen all of a sudden. And so Josh Allen finds himself actually fourth in the, in the list. Now, I mean, it is Patrick Mahomes and I get it. The counting stats are amazing. He throws a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns. What do you think about though, the Hertzes and the Tua's and stuff like that, even an outside chance at a Lamar? Do you think that someone can run down Patrick Mahomes or do you think just the style of that offense, the way that they play, barring injury, which we always have to say, it's, it's going to be tough to run him down? Um, I think Lamar Jackson would be really interesting to consider in that conversation just because of what's asked of him by that team and the opportunity that's ahead of them down the stretch. If their defense can start to figure some things out a little bit more and we see that passing game develop or maybe get back to some of the things they were doing weeks one through three, I think with two of the problem is you've got Tyreek there who's also going to be in part of this conversation as you see him at 80 to one there and just his importance coming over to that offense. Patrick Mahomes has to be the favorite, I think, because you had that subtraction there. That team bet and said, hey, we can let Tyreek Hill go because we've got 15 wearing red back there. And so far, Patrick Mahomes hasn't missed a beat. They've got a Swiss Army group of wide receivers where they've got one of everything kind of in that wide receiver covered, and it only works because he works on that team. Jalen Hurts has one of the best supporting casts around him in the NFL. That's not to diminish him. It's just the reality of how we're going to grade that situation. And so, yeah, I think there's rightly a little gap in between Patrick and everyone else, but I think Tua, I think Jalen, and I think Josh are all all going to have their day in court before this is said and done. Mahomes coming off another 300-yard, four-touchdown performance. They scored two touchdowns without Travis Kelsey on the field, so that gives you some indication of how he is rolling right now. Don't hate me for going back to college football, but with MVP, makes me think Heisman. Is this C.J. Strouds, or are there still names? I mean, I'm looking at Drake May, who has done incredible things for the Tar Heels. Caleb Williams at 12-1, to 1, probably the best number you could have gotten on him if USC does have that path. I'm not sure if they do it, but what names are you looking at in the Heisman conversation? Yeah, Drake May is the really interesting one that started to come on late. I think Blake Corum could and should be in New York. I think what he's done, even behind one of the best offensive lines in college, is super noteworthy. Caleb Williams is going to have chances for Heisman moments based on how USC's schedule shakes out. But Drake May, North Carolina, I don't know what they would do or how many losses we'd be talking about if you didn't have there to overcome the fact that their defense can't stop anybody and their offensive line is a really difficult time protecting him. You watch him constantly make something out of nothing. And I was just talking to my buddy Jason Fitz about this. 
He also came in replacing Sam Howell, who had rewritten not only North Carolina records, but some ACC records, and has done so at a level that very few could have predicted. So he deserves a ton of credit because he doesn't have a lot of help as far as the structure or anything like that. Outside of one wide receiver, there's really not a ton of other marquee talent that we're talking about as far as Sunday guys. It's been him operating that thing at a level that's now got them ready to represent the Coastal in the, uh, in the ACC title game. Mike, we've only got about a minute left here, but where where can people listen to you this weekend? Where are you headed? Heading to South Carolina. Going to go watch the Gamecocks take on Hendon Hooker and the Vols, who, listen, Tennessee, ton to play for right now because of what you mentioned with the Pac-12, because TCU is the only hope remaining for the Big 12. Tennessee's got to be sitting there going, all right, if we just play our cards right, hold still and make sure nothing crazy happens, we're going to have an opportunity to be in the conversation for that final four spot when it gets down to Selection Sunday. Great stuff, as always, Mike. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Mike Golick at Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter. Tennessee, mind you, a 22-point favorite down in Columbia taking on the Gamecocks this weekend. So yeah, like, I, I, They weren't afraid to get style points last week. No, and that's the thing. It's like I, I know there was, it rubbed some people the wrong way, but when you are on the outside looking in, the only thing you can do to say, hey, look at me, is like yeah. put up gigantic gaudy numbers like that. Yeah, no doubt. Drake May, by the way, has been putting up some gaudy numbers of his own at Wake Forest over the weekend. 400-plus yards, three touchdowns in the air, and a rushing touchdown as well. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.